0: Welcome back to the Temple, and welcome back to landing of Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters, matches, and drama Lucha Underground has to offer. Let me now bring in my solo co-host for the night, Sean K. Hey, good evening, Logan. Uh, my second
1: time flying solo tonight, so uh, I miss my partner in crime, Mr. Shiflet. I hope he joins us again, maybe on the next recording, but uh, very happy to be here to continue to discuss. Um, what did you say? The drama, the matches, whatever. And I got quite a few takes going into the night, so it
0: should be another interesting show between us. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, we're still thinking about uh, Schiff. He uh, is recovering from a surgery that he had recently, so uh, we're still thinking about him. As our prayers and all that so he will probably be on the next episode in the new year so but uh we will we will go on without him tonight um tonight we will be looking at the lucha underground episodes from april 8th and april 15th 2015 uh but before we get to those um two questions um what did you think of the episodes we discussed last time and in the episodes we discussed last time we got our new lucha underground championship so what did you think of that um, I like that. I like, well, let
1: me get into this. Okay. So um, <laughs> kind of what I wrote out is because I wanted to make sure that I recorded or I watched the right ones this time. Uh, <laughs> unlike the last time we recorded kayfabe. All right. So let me kind of go through episode 20. Um, okay. So the, the havoc and the evil East stuff in Anelico. I'm not feeling it yet. It's kind of like I've, I haven't felt it going into this episode. We'll see if that changes tonight. Uh, but up to this point, I haven't really felt it. By the way, Lise is definitely growing on my hot dar. Uh, she is definitely, like, getting to the cream of the crop a little bit in, in how I'm looking at her, which is ironic because I didn't see that coming uh, when we first watched her. Um, Hernandez, awesome. Look forward to seeing this. Um, he was good, I thought, in singles at TNA and LAX. And as we're recording this, he just, in fact— watch him in a separate match uh, when he was in LAX for Highway to the Impact Zone. So um, it was kind of good timing there. Um, Still not feeling Tejano. Um, Like I said before, the Lucha Hansen gimmick doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I also didn't understand why we had to have a bull rope gimmick, and it kind of goes back to what I said about um, why are we doing these kind of matches and kind of just throwing this stuff out there almost feels very Russo-ish to me. Uh, So I wasn't really feeling that. So let's talk about Cage versus Puma. Uh, the Boyle Heights, Lucha Underground title. Uh, the, the new title is really nice. Very, very, very nice belt. Um, and here's what I don't understand about this match. Cage was about to win. And then all of a sudden, he's calling out Hernandez, which I thought was pretty stupid. Um, he's been all about this title like for so long. And all of a sudden, he's going to let Hernandez, of all people, make him say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Because he wants to yell at uh, Hernandez. Um, and I don't think the match was re- nearly savage enough. I didn't really... I mean, these guys have actually had a feud that's been building up, and I don't think it was that violent. I don't think it was that savage. Um, It was a little underwhelming to me, but the belt was nice, but um, fuck Conan, and I agree. Puma's not only mute, but he also looked very weak in this match. That's my take on that. Um, The trios intro, I love um, that we have trios. Of course, you know me. I'm going to love having Mack and Swerve, right? You know I love. I love me some Swerve Strickland. He's one of my favorites in current day wrestling, Um, and you could probably— Probably thank you for that because you introduced me to him when he was Kill Shot to begin with. Uh, so um, thank you for that. Um, I love him. Um, I actually forgot about all the Black Lotus kidnapping gimmick because it had been so long since we had gone into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Azteca, I assume, is the Lucha Miyagi. Is that what I'm assuming based on the training videos we saw? Um, yes. Okay. Remind me a little bit of the guy who trained Beatrix in Kill Bill. That's what it reminded me of. Remember that you see him kill Bill, the guy with the long beard and everything? Mm. Yeah, Jake yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, and uh, Jenny had made that comparison. Yeah, so uh, I almost feel like that's the gimmick agree. they're going for. Um, mm. So uh, I kind of like the Mundo um, Alberto tease, believe it or not. I'm not a big fan of Mundo, but I thought their interaction was very interesting in the dirty toilets of uh, <laughs> the temple. Um, I'm very curious on where they go on Arrow and uh, Dragon match number five. So I'm looking forward to that. And then Penta versus Sexy Star. Um, I'll hold my thoughts until I see how it plays out. Um, At first glance, it seems like Penta shouldn't really be wasting his time with Sexy Star, and he should be doing something bigger after breaking a bunch of arms. And and I think I shared it with you, Star booking has been very, very underwhelming to me, uh, much of the chagrin of one Jennifer Smith. So that's kind of my recap of everything that's (laughs) happened up to this point.
0: Yeah, I definitely uh, share a lot of your points. Uh, Yeah, Sexy Star's uh, booking has definitely been less than stellar so far. Hopefully they... Um, get her on the right path uh going forward but uh we'll see she has a match tonight so we'll see how that uh went for her tonight but yeah her and Penta is an interesting matchup for sure yeah so. it
1: doesn't a face value doesn't seem like a really like smart move to be it doesn't seem like a really useful use of Penta of all people you know what i mean so
0: yeah it definitely seems like he would be doing something a little higher up the card uh, i would say but we'll, we'll see where he goes and mm-hmm. uh what happens with him in the next next coming week? So we'll see about that. But uh, we'll get into our first episode tonight, episode number 22. It's going to be mask versus mask. Uh, that may tell us what ma- uh, a match we might have uh, later on in the episode, but we'll get into that uh, as we get to it. But uh, we open with highlights of last week's trio's tourney match uh, between uh, Big Rick, uh, Killshot, and Mac versus uh, the team that they beat of Penta, Star, and Superfly. Um we also get the kind of story of uh, Angelico, Havoc, and evil so far. We've got the little uh, Dario calling him into the principal's office uh, segment that we talked about on the last episode. And then we get some highlights of Hernandez and its first appearance and kind of the impact he had on the Puma-Cage match, Puma versus Cage match that uh, we had uh, the previous week as well. Um, we then go to Dario's office, and he's with Conan and Puma. He says he wants all of his stars in the trios tournament. He says he wants Puma to find two partners to take on a team that he has put together himself. Conan tells him to cut the crap and say who the members of the team are. Dario says one of the one of them is Puma's opponent tonight, King Cuerno. He says Cuerno will bring his partners with him to the ring, so Puma better start looking. They get up to leave, but just as they're about to walk out, uh, Dario says that tonight is also a title match we are uh we're then welcomed into the temple by a new musical group uh I believe Luis uh, Rua is maybe oh, the guy's name. I, I can't. I don't like them. I mean, Ali basically <laughs> said, like, I think he repeated Lucha like 500 times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah they, let Vamp, yeah, they let Vamp do the uh, intro here, so it was, yeah. like, super weird. It was either Sergio Rua or Luis yeah. Rua. I can't remember. Like, but... I was, like, literally, I
1: was watching it, and all I heard was, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Like, that's all i <laughs> heard. Like, he never really said anything else, and I thought
0: it was a very bizarre band. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the Vamp, Vamp welcomes us in, talks about the trios tournament, and says that we will have... Our next trios tournament match next, but before we get to that, what do you think of the interaction with Dario and Conan and Puma? No, I thought that was fine. I think the one thing
1: you didn't mention in the opening recap that I've started to look. So they also recap the Penta breaking people's arms, oh, and what they, yeah. and the way they've done is they've inserted cracking noises. So whatever. so whatever yeah, I was gonna say, how did you forget that? That was my favorite part. So literally, they show him breaking people's arms, and you hear it cracking, and that was freaking awesome um the trios titles are very very nice i like the belt you know i'm a belt snot right so i love uh the belts that are introducing i love these trio belts um, puma being in the tournament i think it's interesting it makes total sense you want your top guy in this new tournament um i love that he talks about the two partners and we'll talk about them in a little bit and you know me i love cuerno so cuerno versus puma for the title this is right where i want to be so i'm all in so far we're good so far
0: yeah absolutely um but we'll get into our first uh trios match which is going to be the uh ragtag group of evil east havoc and angelico and they will be taking on drago phoenix and Star. so uh another kind of ragtag trio of uh you know drago and arrow are in the middle of their big best of five and uh, that'll kind of play into how the i kind of like um I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. No, you're
1: good. Good. I kind of like the trio of Drago, Aerostar, and Phoenix. It makes a lot of sense, and they look like they should be a trio. So I think it's pretty badass, actually. I like them.
0: So. Yeah, 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 I, I, I was a big fan of that team when I first saw them come out. So definitely, definitely, a big fan of the, the, the combination there. Um, but then Helico and Phoenix start things out. Quick strike exchange, one by Phoenix with a double stomp to the back. Evil then tags herself in, gets a quick slap and goes for a crossbody, but gets caught. And Helico then tags himself back in, immediately gets nailed with a super kick. Drago then tags in and immediately hits a springboard tornado DDT and another super kick. Phoenix back in with a basement drop kick uh, in the corner, tags in Arrow. He gets him up on his shoulders on the top rope, and Arrow dives off of his shoulders off the top rope uh, with a splash. Uh, Phoenix kind of falls with him. It was it kind of made it end up looking a little bit weird, um, but definitely still, still a crazy spot nonetheless. Um, but Arrow and Drago then kind of start to fight over who will get the pin. So it's already showing some uh, kind of infighting uh, with the team. Uh, Phoenix then kind of breaks them up, uh, but Arrow gets kicked in the back by East on the apron, allowing uh, and Helico to score with the jump- jumping knee. Uh, Havoc then tags himself in, hits a slam, uh, and then a running shooting star. East then tags herself in and does a sick tornado DDT. And Helico then tags himself in uh, and gets a gets hit with a tilt the world hit head scissors. Uh, Drago then t- gets tagged in and comes in and hits another tornado DDT. Uh, tornado DDT was a big uh, part of this match. That uh, I think even Vamp points that out on a commentary. They hit about ten of them in this match. I feel like, because i 'cause I'm gonna keep going through it. But mm-hmm. um, he tags in Phoenix, uh, who alley oops Drago onto uh, and Helico on the outside. Aaron then tags himself in and goes for a dive of his own, but accidentally hits Drago. Evilice is then in with strikes and another big DDT. Havoc comes in uh, with a sick dive out onto Drago. Phoenix then hits another awesome dive out onto everyone. Evilice then uh, goes low, kicking the rope into Phoenix's balls. She then uh, joins <laughs> the <laughs> she then joins the dive party and dives out onto everyone um phoenix then seems like he's going to go for another dive but ends up hitting a running knee on angelico on the apron and then he hits uh like a sick tightrope elbow onto the hardest part of the ring i thought that was a really sick spot um back in drago unloads with some more kicks on havoc arrow and drago then whip uh havoc into the ropes uh but he ends up hitting a ricochet back elbow on both of them goes to tag ivelisse she bails and starts to walk up the steps Drago and Arrow then start fighting once again. Arrow charges at Havoc, but gets dumped to the outside. Havoc then nails Drago with a kick on the apron and then hits the shooting star. And the unlikely team of Angelico, Havoc, and East get the win. So what did you think of this trio's match?
1: My God. I mean, think about the recap you just did on this match. I mean, that <laughs> was a freaking story in itself. Um, all right, so initially when I like started talking, taking notes, I literally wrote down Team Cuck versus Drago, Star and Phoenix. <laughs> That was my title, um, because, like I said, I haven't really been that invested in this whole Havoc, Evilise thing. Um, and I don't like Angelico really much. But anyway, the crowd absolutely loves Havoc now for telling East to basically go fuck herself. Like he, the chance he's getting, he's like the be- like biggest face in the company all of a sudden. Um, and we already talked about the Mask Lucha team is pretty badass on paper. What I also noted that we did not mention is there's no contreating with Phoenix coming out of, mm-hmm. you know, so... We'll play that out a little bit later, or whenever, at some point I'm sure. Uh, Phoenix, uh, there's so much that goes on here. Phoenix kills Inhelico with a thrust kick. Vampiro uh, Vampiro is very excited tonight, and actually he sounds very high, like he sounds like he's like on drugs at this point, at very po- at various points because he's super super excited for everything that's happening.
0: Yeah, I think he took speed before this one, for sure. Yeah, he
1: was definitely on something. Um, Aristar off of Phoenix shoulder spot was very creative. There was a lot of story drama here with Dragon and Team Cuck. Uh, with those two, Drago and Team Cuck, they all have their individual stories going on with Aristar, Drago, and Team Cuck. I think it's very good. Uh, the lifting there's a Lifting Twirling Corkscrew by Phoenix and Drago, which was another great spot. Um, Evil East. Had a really sick DDT to Phoenix. And again, everyone is just flying everywhere in this. It's just like so hard. Like, I can't believe the commentary you just did on this match, Logan, because there's so much happening. Um, there was a rope walk elbow by Phoenix Daniel Elko, I thought was good. Um, overall, I was super surprised at the winners. I like the stories in this mixed with a really great match. Um, and like I said, I wasn't really feeling this cuck storyline, but getting a little more invested now and everyone involved here, I thought brought it. And um, not to piss Jenny off any further. But not only is Ivalice, uh being booked better, but in ring, she has shown a lot more than Sexy Star has at this point. I went three and a quarter. I really enjoyed this. And like I said, not only was it a good match, but it got me uh, vested bigger in the stories um, between um, Havoc and uh, East and then with Drago and Aerostar as they get into their best of fi- uh, final best of five. So I really enjoyed this match a lot.
0: Yeah, I went three on it. Um, I, I thought it was very, very good as well. Um, these trios matches are just like nonstop action. Yeah, they, it it was probably a ten minute match, and it probably took me like twenty five minutes to watch because I had to pause and you well, know. Right well, your recap alone was twenty five minutes. Yeah, 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 that's true, true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it, it, the, these trios matches are very good, very action packed. Um, we'll get to a. Uh, uh, triple threat later that I may have uh, not not done as uh, in-depth of play by play notes mm-hmm. on but um, uh, we um I thought the match was really strong. Um, yeah, like you said, maybe maybe not the most interesting storyline with the uh, team cuck, as you call them, uh, going in. But I, I think they do have a lot of chemistry with each other. And like you said, Havoc seems to be like one of the most over guys uh, in the promotion. So um, it, it helps that the crowd is super invested in him. So really good match to start things out for sure. Um, but we'll go to the back. Uh, Puma is working out and Conan comes in and says he's got Hernandez on board for the trios tournament, says he just needs to find one more partner, uh, but Mundo emerges out of nowhere and says he's already found one. Uh, Conan then warns, warned. Oh no. Mundo warns, uh, Puma about Cuerno and then, uh, says he'll have Puma's back. Conan is not thrilled about, uh, him choosing Mundo and says if Mundo gets out of line, Hernandez will split his wig. Uh, he then tells Puma to get back to training. So what do you think of this little uh, backstage? Okay. okay, so
1: the Puma, Puma's starting to bug me, to be perfectly honest. Um, we're 22 episodes in, and Puma hasn't said a word. Um, Mundo teaming with Puma kind of makes sense based on their history. So a nice little throwback there. And then Conan's still saying, oh, you know, you can't trust them." I mean, obviously Hernandez involved there. But I am really, really, this Puma storyline is really starting to grain on me. And he's losing a lot of... Uh, He's, he's losing a lot of uh, – as great as I think he is, I just – I'm starting not to feel him too much because he really doesn't have a voice of his own. And it's just very repetitive at this point. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, just say
0: something. I'm, I'm just, I, yeah. <laughs> just say one word.
1: <laughs> yeah, just say so, just say one word. So he's losing a lot of uh, – yeah, I just not feel – I'm starting to lose a little bit of uh, excitement around Puma, especially as a champion. I'm just not feeling it. I'm starting to get really upset with it, to be perfectly honest with you.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely get it. I get y'all's frustration with uh, all that. Um, but and I'll be uh, even more upset when we talk about the match tonight. So, I gotcha. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I gotcha. Um, but we'll move from there uh, to uh, Superfly versus Sexy Star, which is our next match. Um, Dario comes out before the match starts, uh, says he knows that they are friends. But tonight, he wants no mercy shown. Uh, In the match that they will have together and to ensure this he announces that the match will now be mask versus mask So whoever loses will lose their identity. So um, We get early lockup and trading of holds lots of submissions and quick pin attempts early trying to get the other catch the other off guard Uh, Fly heals it up a little bit. It nails a big boot and starts uh, putting the boots to star on the ground She reverses a whip and uh, then matrix is out of the way Uh, of a clothesline follows it with a super kick and a face buster Uh, she then puts the boots to him on the ground and then starts slinging him around by his hair Uh, fly then scores with a big slap and tosses her around by her hair another slap and puts her on the top rope Uh, he then taunts a little too much so she scores with a hurricane rana and a leaping arm drag uh, that causes Fly to fall to the outside, where she hits a big crossbody uh, out to the outside. Uh, back up, Star hits uh, with some more big strikes. Uh, back in the ring, uh, Fly hits a code breaker. Uh, Star then uh, has him mounted, and uh, but Showboats a little too much, uh, and he gets up and hits her with a boot and a back elbow. Strike exchange leads to a tornado DDT by Star. Uh, bomb by Fly uh, and tries to uh, follow it with a moonsault, but misses. She then uh, does a La Maestral Cradle and wins the match. Um, then after the match, uh, Fly lets Star take his mask off. Uh, I thought Fly looked like a uh, Latino Billy Kidman a little bit. Mm. Um, and then, uh, of course... <laughs> yeah that's true uh, and then after the match of course to tie back to last week penta comes out and finishes what he started last week and snaps fly's arm so uh what'd you think of the match and then the after effects well first off uh you gave that match way too much love on that recap
1: for sure um so i thought okay so i guess it was kind of a cool little follow-up thing with star um came out last week and saved superfly uh from penta um The other thing I want to note, not only is Sexy Star not impressive in-ring, but her entrance music is also very butt. Like, her (laughs) entrance music is awful. Um, I do like Cueto coming out and saying he has no tolerance for friends, and we're going to go mask versus mask. Um, I think he's a real cock, and I thought it was a nice twist here. But in saying that, um, again, what a freaking Russo booking piece of work having these two go mask versus mask in a basic prelim match. You know what I mean? Like, the mask gimmick is a big deal. In yeah, And, you know, normally that's saved for a huge feud blow-off. And even uh, Vampiro hints at that. Uh, but I guess that's kind of the point is kind of to make Cueto a bigger heel by doing something like this. But I, I didn't like that. Um, Fly at one point kick stars. Head off. Uh, there were certain points in this match that Star looks very green and sloppy to me. Her moves just aren't fluid, or they don't look crisp at all to me. Yeah. Uh, she takes she does take a good ass kicking, but when her when it comes to her her offense, I think she kind of sucks. Um, and the result was never in doubt. You know, Star was gonna Star was gonna win, but it was underwhelming on the stip, um, especially with the finish that they had. And then uh, best part of the whole match was Penta breaking the arm after being unmasking, which was better than the actual match. Um, I actually only went two stars on it. I'm really trying with Star, and I know it probably doesn't sound like I'm not, I am, but I'm just not feeling, and I'm not buying her as a big deal at this point. I'm just not, I don't get it. I just don't get it.
0: No, yeah, I definitely, she was, she was rather sloppy in this match for sure. That face poster she hits, she like barely even has his head. Uh, she just kind of falls, and he falls Falls with her. So, um, and, and, you know, it, it just, she's definitely. Getting her legs under her for sure at this point. Um, she's definitely. But looking at my wrong sick. that Eva Lee seems like she's more tight
1: and better at what she does than Sexy Star, though. Like Eva Lee has been more impressive in my eyes so far.
0: Yeah, I think she's a little. I think Eva Lee has been in the business a little bit longer as well at this point. So. Well, yeah, I get it, but but um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. I would probably only go two on it as well, just because I, I do think it was a little underwhelming. And and like you said, you know, Vamp even points out that the the stip is supposed to be this huge thing, and it usually, like, after a huge rivalry. And But like you said as well, it's supposed to kind of put over that uh, Dario's a dick, and he doesn't really care a, a lot about tradition. I mean, that's stuff. really the only reason why I give it a little bit of leeway base, because yes. he was doing – yeah, so – yeah, he just wants to be a cock about it like you said so um, but yeah definitely definitely not the best match but you know it, it served its purpose and it obviously pushed along this thing with Penta and star so we'll probably see them face off uh, somewhere in the near future so uh, that could be interesting we'll see but uh, we will see when we get it. Um, but we move straight from there to our main event uh, that is going to be Puma versus cuerno, uh, Mundo and Hernandez are of course in puma's corner as we talked about earlier um and then Cu- cuerno comes out and he has cage and tejano with him so that's uh that is going to be the tri- this this mat the all six of these guys are going to be the trios match next week but tonight's the lucha underground championship match between puma and cuerno um, I said this was the battle of the ridiculous headdresses because they both come out uh, with the, with the big headdresses on. So I I, I know you I know you would pop for that for sure. I like it. Um, now didn't Puma come out wearing a deer head in this? No, Puma came out with, like, a Puma, I guess a Puma head on. Okay, Uh, I I
1: think I misinterpreted because for some reason I thought Puma was out wearing a deer head, and I thought that was kind of (laughs) bullshit. So I guess, okay, so thank you for clarifying, because I had that question for you. I wasn't 100%
0: sure. Yeah, Cuerno comes out with a deer head, and then Puma comes out. It's either a lion, I guess it would make sense if it was a Puma, so he's wearing some kind of deer head. Cat uh, of the of the uh, uh, African uh, variety for sure. So the cat uh, of the African variety. Well, you know what I meant. That's a little. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. I got um, it. Um, but we start with a lockup early and some arm manipulation by by Cuerno. Um, Puma then uses his athleticism to get out of Cuerno's submissions and avoid his attacks. Uh, Puma Puma finally Puma uh puma finally catches him uh, with a kick and goes for a big dive to the outside but Kate Gentejano actually catch him and then sling him into a cuerno neck breaker the partners then start staring at each other staring each other down on the outside back in the ring cuerno puts the boots to puma and starts to work the leg uh scores with a big drop kick and a jawbreaker. more boots to the body and leg big chops and clotheslines uh, Querno then does a good job distracting the ref, allowing his partners to kind of tee off on Puma in the corner. Uh, when they two face back off, uh, they have a strike exchange, one by Puma hitting a Superman punch, a clothesline, and a spinning wheel kick. Another strike exchange in the corner, again one by Puma uh, with a big Pele kick, followed by a big dive. Uh, Mundo then hits a nasty dive out onto uh, Te- Tejano and Cuerno. He almost really kind of misses, and he overshoots it a little bit, so he almost kind of hurt himself, but uh, he-, he seems to be all right and gets up pretty quick. Um, Cage and Hernandez, then kind of face off. Uh, they both throw their guy back in the ring, so Puma and Cuerno get thrown back in the ring. Uh, Puno then goes for a springboard attack, but Cuerno trips him up. Back in, Puma hits a blue thunder bomb but only gets two. Goes for the springboard for 50, but misses. Cuerno then hits the rolling Germans and, and then turns it into a vertical suplex. The big guys then get on the apron, yelling at each other. Ref tells Cage to get down while Hernandez hits the ear clap on Cuerno, leads to Puma hitting the 630 for the win, uh, and that Puma's kind of mad that Hernandez helped him uh, and that he didn't need his help. Uh, but then a brawl ensues and the episode comes to a close. So, what'd you think of this main event?
1: Um. Yeah, so I I like kind of the six man setup on both sides. I mean, I do like the six man with Puma, and who he has makes sense. Um, I do think Cuerno um, and Cage is good. Uh, I'll, I'll reserve my thought for Tejano in a minute. Um, and we already talked about them both <laughs> earned uh, hairdresses. And um, basically, my first note was God, I hope Cuerno destroys Puma because I'm really getting tired of him. Um, um, <laughs> Perry tonight hasn't bugged me until here. Um, so I'm going to go on my uh, every episode rant about Matt Stryker's need to uh, <laughs> show that he is a historian when it comes to professional wrestling. Um, and this is the first time he's actually bugged me tonight because I think the commentary for the most part has been okay. But Matt compares Puma defending his title and the longevity of his reign to Nick Bachwinkle and Bruno San Martino, um, who both <laughs> held those titles for like 10 year reigns, right? Um, so, which again, no one in 2015 watching Lucha Underground is comparing anything on this show to Nick Bockwinkel and Bruno Sammartino or um, <laughs> their reigns of the 70s and 80s. So, here's every episode Go Fuck Yourself, Matt Stryker from Sean. That's your <laughs> episode. Um, I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You'll, you'll have
1: one every episode, and I was struggling to find one, so I'm glad I got one now. Um, <laughs> cage i think in this trio is good um i was actually hoping tahana was one of those uh was a one-off lost to patron i thought they just brought him in to uh lose to patron so the show has failed me at this point um <laughs> i love the somersault into the heels and then throwing puma into a cuerno rko which i thought was a pretty cool move um and then vampiro um because he does this sometimes too when it comes to like He's a doctor. And uh, Dr. Vampiro lets us know that necks have nerves, Logan. Did you know necks have nerves? Because he noticed this since he broke his neck three times. That's how he bases his assessment. So uh, Dr. Dr. (laughs) Dr. Vampiro, given uh, the real deal as far as his medical diagnosis is because of neck has nerves. Um, Puma hits a nice rolling Superman punch. Uh, Mundo's dive was absolutely nuts. And then there was a botched springboard. Um, There's a nice spinning sit-down powerbomb by Puma. Sick Germans by Cuerno. Um, I absolutely hated the ending. Uh, Puma has been booked as a champion to not look super strong because he has all this outside bullshit stuff happening. And Cuerno should also be booked a lot stronger because he lost to Mundo. Now he lost here. Um, there's a nice breakdown fight to kind of take us to the next episode. But I honestly expected more from this match. I only went two and three quarters. Uh, there's just too much chaos, too much going on. and. Puma is not booked to look like a strong champion. He's really booked weak because he has all this outside shit going on Logan, and it's really starting to piss me off.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely uh, definitely in these matches. He's definitely not being booked to be like a super strong face champion. He's honestly coming off as more of a heel because he, he keeps needing help. It seems like he's kind of the chicken yeah, shit I heel mean. that's getting uh, uh, help every week. So it's it, he's not seeming to get any of these wins on his own. So. And what really bugged me when I listened to the last pod is you guys picking
1: him as your MVP because he's not. He's starting to become the LVP and you guys gave him MVP on the last episode. I'm
0: like, what the fuck are we doing? So. Uh, well, he was very good in that match. Sure, if you say so. <laughs> but um, uh, what did you think of the episode as all? Well?
1: Um, okay, so net-net, I mean, you had two matches that I put three stars or better. Um, I went six out of ten. Um, The the um, the um sexy star stuff isn't doing it for me. I don't like the fact that they're booking Penta in this feud because I think Penta should be doing more versus taking on a very green sexy star uh, who botches her moves, and he's breaking sons of bitches' arms. He doesn't need to be messing with sexy star. And... You know, I will say, though, the evil stuff with Havoc is kind of, that changed my thought process. I'm actually looking forward to Drago versus uh, Aerostar at this point. Um, So there is some good stuff in here, but it's just, something was lacking for me in this episode. And I think just the way the main event went with the outside interference and how they booked it. Yeah, yeah, just six out of ten for me. I, I was not in love with this episode.
0: Yeah, as much as I think some of the matches were uh, really good, or the action in it, at least, maybe not the booking necessarily, but um, yeah, definitely 6 out of 10. I, I agree with you. I think I think it lacked something. Um, that main event definitely could have been better, should have probably been better without the all the fuckery going on around and the and kind of the booking of the finish, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely disappointing considering the matches and the people involved. So, I definitely, but sit tight, I might have a very different take on the next episode. <laughs> I catch it. <got you. laughs> I, I uh, definitely agree with you though, for sure. Um, but we will go on to our next episode. That's episode number twenty three, Fire in the Cosmos. What are uh, op- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very, very good one. Um, we opened with Dario's conversation last week with Puma and Conan. Uh, Mundo joining up and then highlights from the main event or little lights is uh, Sean may say. <laughs> um, and then we also get highlights of Drago and arrow ahead of their fifth and final match in their best of five tonight. Um, but to start the episode, Dario meets uh, with arrow in the roof on the roof. Uh, ask arrow if he draws his inspiration from the sky and that Drago is the exact opposite and draws his imp- inspiration from the pits of hell. Uh, and will and uh, Drago will stop at nothing to win tonight. Says if he is uh, uh, he sees a shooting star to make a wish. Be careful what he wishes for, for as everything that happens in the uh, in his temple, it has a price. So, little uh, piece of advice there from uh, Dario. Um, but the band welcomes us in again. Uh, <laughs> Vamp and Stryker tell us I really uh, fucking band. <laughs> the best of five uh, ends tonight, and we will have. The final first round trios match uh, uh tonight as well. So, what did you think of Dario's little conversation with Arrow on the roof? Uh, I thought that was probably one of the
1: best openings ever. I love the rooftop. Like them being on a rooftop at the temple, and then Cueto and him going back and forth. I absolutely loved the start of this. It was just kind of different. um It wasn't in the hepatitis of a bathroom. It wasn't in like. <laughs> You know, it wasn't a like dingy the, bathroom. It wasn't in a dingy bathroom. I mean, let's be honest, the whole freaking temple is very dingy, but I love this. Uh, the rooftop was a really cool, like it was a very cool visual and I love their conversation. So I thought this is probably one of the best openings so far of this show. I really loved it. So,
0: yeah, it was definitely a cool it was it was a different location. I feel like
1: Yeah, it was good. just different. I mean, I'm sure we've seen better openings, but from a, just from a visual standpoint and where they were at, I thought that was a really cool look.
0: Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, but we will start the uh, episode in the ring uh, with Cuerno Cage and Tijano uh, taking a Puma Mundo and Hernandez, kind of like we talked about on the last episode. Um, this this is the last qualification match. Um, whoever wins will go on to face uh, and Helico, Havoc, and East and Mac, Rick, and Killshot in the in the finals for the titles. So. Uh, It will be a trios trios match on the on the next episode, so Uh uh, so a a lot of a lot of threes going on there, but um, this will be our last qualification one. So uh, Cuerno and Hernandez start things out. Cuerno, not usually a smaller guy, so he has to use his speed uh, to get in an early shot, but his chop has little to no effect on Hernandez. Hernandez then hits his own chop and then uh, reversal exchange ends with him hitting a big gorilla press. Tejano then tags himself in jumps in from behind uh, but quickly is power slammed and left hanging in the corner for Mundo to come in and tee off with some kicks more strikes and Mundo tags in Puma where they do some double teams uh then sneaks in an eye rake and drags Puma into the corner where they all kind of wear down Puma for a little bit Puma is able to evade a double clothesline and hit a series of big kicks and tag in Mundo Mundo goes straight for cage uh, on the apron and knocks him off Cuerno then takes out Mundo, but Hernandez is in the even the odds. Gets both Tejano and Cuerno into the corner and does an alley oop drop kick with Mundo, then nails a double clothesline. B- big knee by Mundo to Tejano. Follows that with an exchange with Cuerno that leads to him hitting a springboard knee to Cage before clotheslining Cuerno to the outside. Tejano then backs back in, catches him. With a spine buster, he then locks in a one-legged Boston Crab. They then start uh, picking apart Mundo in the corner. Cage is eventually tagged in, and Mundo uses his speed to evade attacks from the other team and gets a tag into Puma. Puma then uh, is in and takes the whole, uh, takes out the whole other team. Hernandez then knocks Cage to the outside and hits a huge dive onto him at Te- Tejano, so seeing Hernandez get up. Uh, uh, that high was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was a cool uh, spot, for sure. Mm-hmm, yep. Definitely. Uh, Cuerno then goes for his own dive, but Puma and Mundo pull him uh, out before slinging him into the steps. They then uh, get back in and hit stereo dives of their own. Puma then gets uh, Cage back in the ring, and then we could do like a conveyor belt of attacks in the corner for both teams. They end up just kind of all getting a, a kind of a shot in on somebody. But it all ends with Puma hitting a springboard 450 on Cage, but only gets two on the count. Hernandez and Mundo then get pulled out. Puma gets Cage on his shoulders, uh, and but Cage actually slinks out, and Cuerno gets the tag in. Cage misses a discus clothesline, and Puma kicks Cuerno on the apron before Cage. Cage hits this absolutely ridiculous power slam on Puma. Hernandez is then back in and hits a pounce on Cage. Tejano then hits a code breaker. Mundo then hits a springboard spear, shotgun shotgun drop kick by Cuerno and then finally a blue thunder bomb by Puma leaving everybody laid out. So everybody's on the floor. Back up strike exchange eventually leading to Puma getting a roll up but only gets 2. Cuerno then hit, gets Puma over by the ropes where Tejano loads the fist, hits him with the bull rope, and Puma is then nailed with the uh, uh, thrill of the hunt, and the heels get the win. So Cuerno, Tejano, and Cage will advance to the finals. So, Sean, what'd you think of that one?
1: So first, take a breath and smoke a cigarette, Logan. Yeah,
0: um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a swig yeah, of water. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, all right, so the beginning of the match... um. Cuerno was doing some comedy spots with Hernandez and was basically being manhandled. I didn't like that at first. So I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. This could be a match that's really going to piss me off (laughs) Um, because I feel like Cuerno hasn't been booked very well either um, up to this point. And he's been one of my favorites and he should be booked as a honey badass. You know what I mean? The other thing is um, in the crowd. Davari is watching the match Mm Davari. Because they they never called him by name, but I was very slick, and I realized that is Davari. I am correct, right? That is correct. Okay, um, I don't like Davari, so I don't like him being <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, Puma takes an absolute shit kicking that really like echoes throughout the uh, whole entire freaking temple. Um, there's some good teamwork by Mundo and Hernandez. Dihano T- eats a shit like eats total shit on a Mundo knee to the face. Um, Hernandez clobbers Cage over the top rope, then like you said, does not really good big man dive over the top and then you you said it a little differently but um the rotating heels and face corner shots was pretty great as they would all rotate taking turns hitting each other in the corner i thought that was really cool and super fast Um uh, we get a cage lift power slam on puma followed by to your point uh hernandez hitting the pounce and you know both of us are very big pounce marks mm-hmm. uh, so there that was cool to see um, I was very happy with Cuerno team winning. Um, and they had a victory. And now, you know, Cuerno, uh, they had a victory over Puma. So I was very happy. Um, that's the way it should be. Um, I love this team. Um, Cueto um, then does the whole sneak peek. Did you talk? I, you, I think you talked about this, but I probably dozed off. I'm sorry. Cueto wants a sneak peek three-way match. Understand? I haven't talked about that yet, no. <laughs> well, okay, well, then I'm going to stop. I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> no, um, you But anyway, I like the storyline booking here, and the match was really good. These guys literally beat the shit out of each other, Um, had some great spots, and I think the right team won. I actually went three and a half, and I will also tell you, Tejano is growing on me after this match. I actually did not mind him in this match, so um, so I've changed my thought a little bit on Team Cook, and now I'm starting to change my opinion a little bit on Tejano as well, so I thought this was a very good match.
0: That's because he. That's because they paired him with two of your favorite guys. Well, that could be part <laughs> of it
1: too. But he, but he, but he pulled his own weight too. So I'm gonna give him a little bit of a pass right now.
0: Yeah, I think these trios have a have a way of bringing out the the best in guys because it, it hides them to a point because it's not completely about them, but it also doesn't make them have to like be the f- feature of the match and like doesn't have as much pressure on them, you know. So, you know, maybe if they're not super confident in their abilities or something like that, that they can they can. Do what they do best, but maybe not be the feature of the match for sure. But the teams they're putting
1: together in this trios thing is really, really good. Like, they're really good teams, and they make sense almost. It's, like, really good booking, actually.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, But kind of like you said, Dario is out uh, to congratulate them. Uh, Says he is excited to crown new champs, but he wants a sneak preview. A three-way will happen uh, next with uh, one member of each team. So... We get a match after that with Cage, Havoc, and Mac. Now, I will be real honest with you. The beginning of this match is 90 to nothing, and taking notes on this was absolutely impossible so i'm just going to throw a bunch of thoughts towards the end of the match i kind of started to catch catch a lot of a lot more of the moves but uh, i thought it was a really hot start with all three guys hitting big move after big move just absolutely sick athleticism by the two bigger guys of mac and uh cage they just they're just unbelievable how athletic they are um havoc despite his booking for much of the season uh, like we said in the last episode is super over with the temple. They just, they mm-hmm. love him. And yeah, like, all- he's so out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying he didn't even like, you know, he wasn't even trying to get like face reactions either. Like, they just like his style, I guess. Um, but Mac is the guy i, I kind of most looking forward to watching back through on this journey for sure. Um, he's he's a guy that, you know, obviously has been in TNA, been in Ring of Honor and stuff like that. So a guy I've always enjoyed, but he's one of the guys that I'm really looking forward to really diving into throughout the rest of this. But um, more into some play-by-play, but they do a sick Tower of Doom spot. Um, Havoc does a sick uh, double foot stomp to Cage. immediately charges and does a suicide dive to Mac like no no delay he hits the stomp and goes straight out to the dive it was really cool Um, but back in goes for a dive on cage but cage actually catches him in in the vertical suplex position and nails one on the floor but only gets two back in the ring he goes for weapon x but Mac hits him with a super kick Mac then has havoc on the top rope but gets knocked off and havoc misses a shooting star when cage pulls him out uh, he then throws Mac into the guardrail and hits Weapon X on Havoc for the win. So Cage gets the big win after his team got the win in the in the opener. So, what do you think of this one? Um, so the Max
1: music is basically uh, the Lucha theme for The Rock. Uh, <laughs> first thing I noticed, it's very very similar to The Rock's theme. Um, it's amazing. Like we talked about, how over Havoc is now with the crowd and. I guess just from either they really like him or they really hate evil east i'm not sure but out of nowhere he's become like one of the <laughs> most popular guys in the temple in like two episodes um and, he, and then i guess havoc took like a really gross landing on his shoulder that kind of started this out uh the mac moves like a cruiserweight jyd um mm. there's a havoc karana on mac and mac coming out of that does a senton on cage out of it which was pretty awesome uh, there's a three-way sit-down superplex, uh, I guess, three-way sit-down superplex into a powerbomb. Like, I can't even describe what the move was. It's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> um, there's a Havoc dive through the ropes and caught by Cage, and there was suplex on the floor. That was also a great visual. Really good finish as well. Um, another really, really good match that builds to the finals next week. Uh, I'm two for two. I'm three and a half on this one, man. I mean, this is, I mean, so far, we're we're having a really good uh, time on this episode tonight. So,
0: yeah, and this match wasn't even super long, but it had a ton of action. It, like I said, the beginning is just 90 to nothing. Like, if you can do play-by-play notes on the beginning of that, good for you. <laughs> yeah, So far, I've really enjoyed this. This episode's been really good. Both matches have been really, really good. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, th- those three guys just n- know what to do and, and how to do it. So, definitely a really good match for sure. Um but we go to the back from there. Uh, we get Dario pretty much has the same conversation with Drago that he did with or earlier. Says arrow will stop at nothing to get the unique opportunity that is on the line. And he wants to know if Drago will do the same. Drago, Drago then does the creepy thing with his uh, creepy crawler's tongue that he has. So uh, I'm sure that gave uh, Jenny the heebie-jeebie. So, um, what did. Oh, and then we'll go to the next segment. Uh, Penta is in the ring with Melissa Santos. Uh, he tells her to say that her, his he is going to dedicate this next sacrifice to his master he then starts to try and go for melissa santos and uh you know break her arm but she kind of wiggles away long enough for sexy star to save her vamp also kind of got up at one point and seemed like he was going to come save uh melissa but uh star uh obviously gets there before he jumps in so maybe hinting that uh maybe uh, eventually Vamp will get involved. So what do you think of these two segments?
1: Um so first off, uh Quato taking a shit and walking out buckling his pants by doing a promo <laughs> with Drago and the hepatitis Bano was absolutely awesome. Um like literally, he's t- he took a shit and he's buckling his pants. Logan, why he's doing his promo with Drago? How can you not love that?
0: I don't know. Jario uh, seems like a sit while he pees kind of guy. So <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I I,
1: uh, I will say, Aerostar definitely had a much better view uh, in his Cueto promo than uh, <laughs> the Drago. Dick uh, again, the famous hepatitis bathroom. So I love it. Um, Penta going after Santos was actually disturbing. Like it was so out of nowhere and almost. It almost gave me like the creeps. It was so disturbing. And I love Vampiro getting up before Star to save. So maybe sneak teasing that because, you know, it makes sense. You're not gonna sit there and watch Santos get attacked. Um, but I thought both of these were really good quick angle advancers here. Um and with Penta, he's just such a son of a bitch at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I still think he should be doing way more than feuding with Bocce Star. So um yeah, good stuff here. But again, the Penta with I mean, unless Penta ends up with like breaking both her arms and putting her out of lucha underground i'm probably not gonna <laughs> like how ends. so
0: sorry Jim. yeah I, i'm afraid that probably won't happen so. well i assume um, so because if that doesn't happen then
1: they this whole booking of penta has been for nothing so and we'll see how it plays out i guess we'll see yeah
0: you can you can still hope for sure um, okay i'll hope we'll see right. <laughs> um but we will go from there to our main event it's the uh fifth match in the best of fives uh, between Drago and Aerostar. Um, Drago immediately runs off the ropes uh, but gets a boot to the gut. They both uh, try for suplexes and uh, Drago eventually hits a brain buster. Uh, Drago then locks in a cross face but uh, lets it go prematurely. After a brief exchange, brief exchange Aero gets dumped to the apron and pulls Drago down by his mask uh, and then jumps from the middle rope on the outside back into the inside of the ring with a senton. I thought that was a really cool spot. Uh, Arrow then gets alley to the corner uh, and gets hung up uh, and hit with a basement dropkick. Drago then hits a sit-out Dominator. I thought was a really cool move, but only gets two on that. They then both spring off the ropes, uh, nailing tool and clotheslines. Um, Arrow then wins a strike exchange with a big uh, springboard dropkick uh, and follows it with a springboard truss fall to the floor. Uh, back in, Arrow misses a dropkick and gets hung in the middle rope and uh, gets dropkicked by Drago. Drago then has him in the torture rack-like move and then slings him around and hits uh, kind of a black hole slam type move is what I said. Uh, it was a really cool kind of transition. Uh, Drago then hits a DDT but only gets two on that. Drago hits a kick uh, but misses a charge and Arrow hits some uh, some kind of weird sitting move while Drago is kind of stra- straddled across the top rope. Um, uh, Arrow then hits a free fall splash but it, o- it is only good for two. Kind of seems. It, it usually is his finisher, but uh, he uh, Drago actually kicked out this time. Um, Arrow then goes for a roll up, but gets reversed, and then is absolutely clobbered by a clothesline. Drago then unleashes some grounded pound uh, back up. Arrow shoves Drago, but gets dumped to the apron and kicked to the floor. Before Drago goes and kicks and slams him on the floor, Drago then go, gets a table and sets it up outside and sets Arrow on it. Drago then goes uh, for something, but uh, Arrow pops up and pulls him down and nails a kick and then sets Drago on the table. Arrow then goes in and hits a springboard free fall dive to the uh, outside through the table honestly kind of overshoots it and kind of face plants on the floor I thought yeah, he might I, have. I was, yeah that there. was brutal. It reminded me of uh, early on I think uh, Drago dove over uh, Cuerno and nailed his face on the floor and kind of knocked himself silly so it was good, it was good to see Arrow get up because it really looked like he kind of hurt himself um, but back in Arrow hits a uh, springboard senton but only gets two. Arrow then goes for a series of pins, desperate for the win. Goes for a sunset flip, but actually gets drop kicked in the face for his troubles. He then gets a strike. We then get a strike exchange won by Drago when he hits a blockbuster DDT. uh, His one of his kind of finisher moves that he he has been hitting, and then he follows it with one of his uh, unique roll ups, and that gets him the win. So before I get to the uh, post match, what do you think of the match? Um, Super
1: fast paced match um arrow, i mean there's so much going on here there was a top rope coffin drop to the floor that was awesome yeah. uh arrow like this is a, this is such a unique move he does a leap up curb stomp on top of the ring post uh which was a move we'll probably never see again and i loved it like literally <laughs> the curb stomp on top of the ring post like Who's like when you conceive a match or when you're laying out a match, how do you even think about that <laughs> when you're laying it out? You know what I mean? Like, it's it yeah. seems like something you wouldn't do. Uh, Drago, you brought up. It's a really gross clothesline. Uh, the leap by arrow from ring to the table, to your point, was almost disastrous. But the good news is it looked really great, even though it was disastrous. <laughs> um, and then Drago's pin was really, really good. So um, arrow like basically seemed to dominate most of this match, but there were some really great spots of wrestling in this too, and a really great end of the best of five. Um, And I love the respect that they showed at the end. So I actually went three and three quarters on this. I thought this is a really good final uh, match between the two. I thought it was very good. So
0: yeah I, I definitely think yeah i felt like the maybe the i think definitely the last match and maybe the one before that kind of they were holding back a little bit but i definitely think they did that so they could really uh lay it all out here so, i mean it's I, no ta versus nikita like striker would have you believe yeah you, true, yeah, yeah true. yeah <laughs> um but yeah definitely a really great match i i would go three and three quarters as well i, I thought it was a really strong match for sure um and, yeah, definitely a good way to end it after I think they had kind of, you know, slowed, slowed it down a little bit in their previous matches. They really went all out in this one. Um, and it was good to see Drago win, get see him get a big win. because The he, same. He's one of my favorites, and I was like, uh, it was good to see him win. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, but like I said, after the match, uh, he picks Arrow up, and they do a show of respect, raise each other's hands. You know, Arrow walks away uh, clapping uh, for him. But Dario's in out. Tells Drago he is he's impressed. Tells him he has impressed him in this best of five, and especially winning it. Tells him his unique opportunity is that he will get a title match. But what makes it unique is that if he is unsuccessful, he will be banned for the temple from forever. So, uh, with with like I like I said in the past, with every unique opportunity, there's always a catch. So Dario knows how to give you what you want, but he also uh, Adds a little flavor in there that maybe uh, has a little, you know, it, it's not all, all great. You know, if you win the title, you win the title, but also if you lose, you are banned forever. So, uh, what'd you think of Dario's little announcement? What'd you think of the episode as a whole? So, I love Drago
1: getting the title shot, um, long overdue, um, because, you know, he's one of my favorites. But um, unfortunately, I mean, if you read the writing on the wall, you could probably see where this is going. I haven't seen it yet, but my fear is. Uh, that I'm about to lose my favorite guy, even though it gets a title shot and, uh, but Puma is going to continue to be the champion. So that's probably what's going to happen. So, but I still like him getting the title shot. I'm actually, I want to see what happens, but my gut tells me I'm not going to like how it plays out. So, um, as far as the um, episode itself, um, I'll be honest, Logan, maybe one of my overall favorite episodes we've watched, I think. Maybe there was one before that I liked, maybe a little bit better. But of course, that might have been when it was five star cage where I went a little overboard on that (laughs) rating there. Um, But this one was really good. I mean, really great stories, good matches with stakes. And again, one of my favorites getting a title shot as well. Um, And then Cuerno actually pinning Puma, which was I mean, for me, this was net net great. Um, I went eight out of ten on this one. I thought this is a really strong episode.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna bump it up to an eight and a half. I really thought you know, I could even strong. go eight and a half. I mm-hmm. could too. Yeah, I, I think I just think all three matches are really good. I think the backstage segments or the cinematic scenes, whatever you want to call them, uh, were all really good. Uh, even though one was obviously after uh, Tario took a shit or sat while he peed, one of the two. Um, so uh, that that was definitely an interesting thing. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a really good episode for sure. Uh, one of the best in ring uh, all around episodes that we've had. So, yep. definitely really, really strong and really awesome. So, come nice comeback from the last, uh, first episode we talked about. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That one, that one was kind of disappointing. And this one kind of uh, excited us and, uh, you know, uh, overachieved maybe a little bit uh, in, in its uh, awesomeness. So, uh, we'll go to some quick awards real quick. Uh, match of the night, uh, probably best of five final right there. Is that what you would go with? Uh, yeah. But I mean,
1: again, really, I mean, if you think about it, we had what, one, two, so, I had a, f- a total of five matches on this whole watch. Uh, three are over, but yeah, definitely the Drago match for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, what would be your moment of the night?
1: You know, Logan, I really, really. I, okay, so I liked the promo on the roof, but I really, really liked the curb stop on the top of the ring post. I don't think I'll ever see that ever again. And I thought that was a
0: cool little spot. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, th- this is going to be a stupid one, but I'm going to go with the, like, conveyor belt little thing in the in the trios match. Just, I loved watching... Oh, where, they, like, where they, the- they were doing a round
1: table and they were running, like, they just rotated out. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, was where cool they
0: rotated spot. out. I, I just really thought that was an awesome spot for some reason. No, it
1: was, but, like, it's like, I'll never see anybody do a curb stop on the top of a ring post ever again. Yeah.
0: That was really sick for sure. Yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely agree with you for that. Yep. Um, uh, cinematic scene, probably, uh, Aerostar on the roof with, uh, oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> a thousand percent. That mm-hmm. was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, just his conversation with both guys, I think you could probably gave it to, but yeah, the one on the roof was definitely just a different setting. Like I said, definitely a cool little spot for uh, them to have that. But, um, uh, we will move on to top three and MVP. Hey, so. by the
1: way, you said I you said I broke the rules on the last pod. How did I break the rules on this?
0: Because you because you said three people, and then you said Katrina was your MVP, so she wasn't one of your three.
1: Oh, I, OK, so maybe I didn't understand so, the rules. I didn't understand one of my three. So had to my the MVP.
0: premise is this sounds like a dating show. So you're going to pick your three bachelor slash bachelorettes, and then you're going to pick which one you want to take home, a.k.a. your MVP. Well, it's always going to be Katrina.
1: I want to take home. Well,
0: I, I'm not talking about no, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> no,
1: I got it. Go ahead. Oh, oh. No, gonna- <laughs> OK. So you want me to, OK, so you want me to pick my three and you want me to do my MVP, too, or
0: just the three? Yeah, okay. no, do both. Do both. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, say
0: your three R and then say your MVP. So I'm gonna go with Drago. Um, I'm
1: gonna go with Cuerno for finally pitting that ass hat of Puma. Um, <laughs> uh, it's amazing how much I've changed on Puma with how he's been booked. Um, and you know what? I'm actually gonna go with Cueto because I love what he did with the promo on the roof. Uh, the dirty toilet. Um, <laughs> shit in his pants promo was really good and then he also did the announcements of the match and then he really brought the stakes to an end game on the final episode like with a good like little tease so
0: i think i'm gonna have to go with i think i have to go quato on my third all right who would be your MVP out of those three uh drago for me yeah um i would go drago i'd probably go drago cage and cuerno and i would definitely go quick Cr- uh, cage or no, uh, Drago for MVP, I mean, because uh, he won the best of five. Seem, seemed like he was headed in the right direction. Um, Son of Havoc I might with consider throwing I, in there as I well. Could, I could see that too. Was, well, listen, everybody tonight was really good with the exception of Sexy Star, so. Mm-hmm. And, I, I could just be an asshole for, uh, for you and put Puma mm-hmm. and Star and Super. <laughs> and, okay, so, no, I need clarity for me because I know I'm going to catch a ton
1: of shit on this, probably by the two that get the majority of the, the best episodes we watch. <laughs> Am I wrong, in how am I feeling about Puma right now? And if I am, tell me, because I'm not feeling him right now.
0: No, I mean, he's bringing an in-ring. I think his in-ring is stuff is still really good, but uh, his booking is definitely poor. And uh, it, it, this thing with Conan definitely needs to kind of either finish or they need to just be on the same page. Or, you know, there seems to be a ton of, like, you know, back and forth of whether, you know, Conan's really, you know really thinking about him really wanting to be his mentor or if he's like out for some other reason. So they kind of need to clean up some stuff and he really needs to start winning some of his matches on his own. Cause he's, you know, he's supposed to be the baby face champion that overcame all the people in, uh, Aztec warfare. And he has kind of been presented as like a, you know, like I said, you know, how a chicken shit heel champion would be with help in every match. So, um, He definitely needs to be presented better, for sure.
1: It's just so bizarre to me that I'm one that's been complaining about long-term booking a little bit Mm. with some of these other matches. But this is the one they choose the long-term book. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, 22 episodes is enough. We don't need this. I mean, we need to pay this off at some point. This is just too much for me. And he hasn't said a word. We're still doing this Conan shit. And, yeah, he's bringing it in ring. But the majority of his matches kind of lose the luster for me because all the outside bullshit. And that's what I'm, and even with and Sexy Star too, her, she has been so underwhelming on this show. And I remember when we were like talking about doing this pod, um, I think she was one that we said, oh, you know, she's, you know, she's really good on the show, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like you telling me that TMA on Highway to the Impact Zone eventually gets better and we'll be 85 <laughs> episodes in and it never does. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I just feel bad because I, I feel like I'm
0: missing something and I, I just not feeling those,
1: I'm not feeling it. So.
0: Yeah, I, I I would like to think, and I I think really that sexy does get a lot better, and they present her a lot better. Um, and I I know Puma gets better, and his booking gets better. So I I will definitely say stick stick with it for a long game, uh, and you won't be this fun. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. The show's fantastic. Oh, I know. I'm Sir. just saying, like, just don't don't lose hope yet. Uh, no, it, no, it's it, just it, certain it, character it, development is starting to grain on me a little bit, and that's all. So. And I'm all and then I'm all and, and I'm old man cranky Sean, so who knows? Yeah, definitely. I always understand. Um <laughs> but uh what do you have to plug tonight, Joe? Uh
1: let's see, what do I have to plug? So um territorial. Um actually as of this recording, uh this week we've had two episodes drop. One was uh, the regular episode um on Buzz Sawyer's face turn after the Battle of Atlanta. And today, as we record this, a special one for Christmas where um I look at a Madison Square Garden show from December of 1979 at has a lot of historical things. Like it's Hulk Hogan's first Madison Square Garden match. There's a vacant WWF title match. That nobody in the United States know is vacant. Because uh, they didn't want to recognize the Japan match that happened. That uh, got the title vacant to begin with. Uh, you got Ted DiBiase. Uh, last appearance. Uh, after he, His last appearance for 8 years in the WWF ring. Uh, let's see what else. Harley Race versus Dusty Rhodes for the NWA title. In Madison Square Garden in the WWF ring. So... There is a ton, a ton of history on that episode of Territorial that dropped today. So, uh, and then I actually made it back to highway to the impact zone. Um, I like to talk about that, but I finally, after months and months and months made my return. So I will be on that one, uh, as well. And uh, YouTube roulette, I will be on too, that we haven't recorded yet, but I plan to be on that one too. So that's what you got.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Oh, one yeah, more we, thing, Logan, go ahead, go ahead. Uh,
1: Fred Claus. So, um, over on the pop feed, um, we did a Christmas episode with me, Jenny, and Andy uh, live watching Fred Claus. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: the movie is butt. Uh, <laughs> but, but we have a lot of good conversation on that. And uh, upcoming, we will be recording. I believe you will be with me uh, live watch of the Elf. So thats everything now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we will definitely be watching Elf. Uh, I'm so that... not used to having a whole
1: lot of pods anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I have to that all out it was really hard for me because I don't have a whole lot anymore. So that was yeah, of, I'm
0: starting to wonder if it's even you or if somebody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know well, oh, I see, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> well, <no. laughs> But yeah, we'll definitely be recording Elf next week. Um, uh, we'll be recording that uh, next week is, uh, for sure. Um, and then uh, Highway of the Impacts, like you said, we just did no surrender. You uh, joined us after quite a lengthy hiatus, but um, things might f- actually be getting better as on episode 86, as we've been talking about almost the whole time, Kurt Angle finally debuts uh or his he he has uh announced that he will debut so uh we will have kurt angle uh pretty much going forward for a long time uh on that pod so it was um, quite the dense episode uh, yeah it was very dense um very densely uh (laughs) talked about for sure sure um but yeah uh Maybe, maybe finally we are correct that it will get better at some point. Well,
1: uh, spoiler, I don't feel like it really did with that show, but well, <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe not with that show, but uh, that, that big announcement at the end, maybe that'll that'll ring us true and ring us uh, home uh, with the with the greatness that is TNA. So, Absolutely. um, but a couple of other things here on the north south connection. Um uh talking docs with Jenny and Roger. Uh, we talk about documentaries. We're in a nature animal kind of uh, season right now. We'll be recording one of those coming up pretty soon as well, and then uh, I'm pretty much permanently on Ruthlessly aggressive. I don't know if we've announced that or anything, but uh, until he tells me I'm not on it anymore, uh, I, I will be on there, but we just talked about the uh, raw for Madison Square Garden where Kane uh, unmasks so big moment. Um, Not actually a bad Raw uh, overall, but um, it's kind of starting to uh, bleed into SmackDown a little bit how bad kind of Raw's been booked. So uh, they're actually ended up kind of a little bit more even than I thought they would be at this point. But hopefully SmackDown will get a little better uh, coming up uh, in the near future. But uh, just check everything out here on the North-South Connection, PlayStation Nation Wrestling feed, and Pop Feeds. Um, We appreciate you being here with us tonight, and we will see you next time we enter the temple.